Hi guys, welcome back to the Unlimited Podcast. It's your girl Amira J, and I'm here with. How you guys doing? It's Paul J. Hey y'all, welcome back. It's Kennedy Smith. Hi right, guys, so this week's episode will be shining a little bit of light on athletes in the fear of playing. We want to talk about the fact that once athletes make it to the league, they have a lot of fears while not only playing in it but after their time has ended. And I want to talk to my co-host today about their thoughts on it. So my first question for my co-host is do you believe that athletes have a fear um, of the after effects playing in the league and making it to the league will have on them as a whole? Um, I think that athletes could possibly have a fear um, about the after effects about playing in the league or during the league, but I feel like that's also something that um, – they're probably educated about or they know about and they know what they're getting themselves into. And it could be a fear that they have, but I feel like as long as they prepare themselves for like what's to come, or if they make sure they're trying to treat their body, right. They are like become more knowledgeable about it. Um, it could help lessen the fear, um, that they could have, um, after I guess playing in the league. I definitely agree with Kennedy. Uh, as far as the physical part of it, uh, that's definitely something that, you know, most athletes do think about or worry about when entering into any professional sport is that wear and tear on your body. Because uh, most careers, you know, is going to end, you know, when you're maybe in your late 20s. So by the time these athletes are 35, 36, 37, they're considered to be old, right? Uh, and at that point, you're still, a lot of people, you're still young, but you're considered to be old. So it just you think about how much wear and tear is being in your body to the fact where when you're 35 or even 36, they're considering you old because your body cannot produce how it's supposed to, you know, uh, produce. Okay, yeah, I totally agree with both of you guys. I do believe that the fear that they um, do have isn't talked about enough. But one of the reasons why I really wanted to talk about this this week is because I was talking to one of my friends that plays for Auburn and he was just expressing a lot of like genuine fear of the fact that knowing that he could make it to the league and knowing that his body could just end up turning on him after that and knowing that it could you know just in turn like shorten his lifespan or just how like enjoyable life could be after it um depending on how tore up his body gets from playing um I felt like I felt you know concerned for him and, and the fact that he doesn't really have an outlet to talk about this with. Um, and I could see that it was also eating away at his passion in a way, because while I would ask him questions like, okay, well, like, why are you, do- why are you playing at this point? He's like, I really am doing it because it's a way out. Like I'm- I got to do it for my mom. I got to do it for my family. They put so much into it. I've made it so far to, I can't turn back now. So it's like, that- does he even have passion for this anymore? So that leads into my next question about, do you believe that some of these players knowing the risks, do their passions die? down as they get to different higher levels of their sports careers um yeah I do believe that the passion 
for some players, um, it dies down as they enter into higher levels of their sports career. Um, I think, for example, sometimes the passion may die down for athletes who play sports in college. I'm not sure about the professional athletes, but I know like personally, once I finished playing volleyball in college, um, I was just over it. I do miss it in general, but like I don't miss um, the practices and what came with it. And I tore my rotator cuff and it was just like annoying having to constantly deal with that. And so I feel like, especially for athletes who are still playing um, and they have an injury during college, but they know they want to um, go to that professional level, that could be um, something that could make their passion go down a little bit because they know they're going to have to deal with that injury for the rest of their life, possibly. Yeah, so I definitely agree. Uh, like, over time, like, some people's passion would definitely die down because their purpose will change. Like, when you're real young, like, you're just starting out playing sports, like, you, you are really just playing for the fun of it. Like, you're, you know, you love the game. By the time you get to a mid-major level and you're a little older, you're definitely playing for the game. You're playing for – it's more purposeful – but then as you go uh, older, and even if you are fortunate enough to make it to the pros, then that passion that you once had, that thing that you was once doing for fun, now turns into a business, now turns into a job. So it comes with a bunch of different things. The same thing, even at the collegiate level, uh, in a way, it's, it's, it's kind of like work, uh, like Kennedy talked about. It's like, yep, that passion starts to die down because your purpose starts to change on why you started playing or while you continue to play, right? If you still at that high level, it might, at that point, it might be you're playing for the money. You might be playing to support your family or, you know, some people, they, they might still have the love of the game, but at that point, it, it, it turns, it turns right. It turns into a business and it kind of changes your purpose. Yeah, I totally agree with both of you, what both of you guys were saying. And um, y'all both touched on my next question, which was, do you feel like they are only doing the sports for the, um, the money at this point? If, if the passion is gone, is it only for money? Like, um, or do you think that, you know, there is another purpose behind it? I think, um, I think it could be both. I mean, one for athletes who love the sport that they play and they're getting money for it. It's a one-win situation, but like you said, Amir, you were talking to your friend and they were saying that, I mean, it's their way out. They do it for their family. I feel like some people, their passion may die down, but if they have to, or if they're trying to support their family, they have to do it for the money. So they have to keep working hard in that unless if they still have the passion for it. I mean, I feel like it's a win-win situation because they're still playing the sport they love and they're getting money for it. Yeah. Like once you get to a certain level, um, yeah, it can, for some, it might still be money, but in other situations, it might be accolades. Like you think of like a LeBron James, like he don't really need to, as far as money wise, he don't really need to play for money, but he wants to get to that level of being the best. He wants, you know, another championship. He wants to be, you know, sitting among legends, which he already, you know, is, but he wants to be more like, you know, Kobe wanted more out of basketball, like more accolades, more awards. And some people, for them, the money doesn't matter if they're not winning. And and some people, they rather be like, they, you know, like even, even Tom Brady, like he took a pay cut for the, you know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers so they can be able to, you know, acquire some players so that he can be able to get his seventh ring. No other, you know, no other player, no other quarterback has seven rings and he did that because that was his purpose. He wanted more accolades. He wanted more awards and he was chasing this thing 
So it just depends what exactly you're trying to get out of it. But yeah, for some, uh, it's definitely money. They're continuous to do it because that's their way to, you know, feed their family and support themselves and the things that they want to do. Others is they want more awards and more accolades. And then some people, they just really love the game and they don't see themselves doing anything else, right? Like that is what brings them joy or brings them fun. So it just depends on purpose. I 100% agree with you guys. Um, now we touched on, you know, one fear, which is just, you know, the fear of producing and the fear of what the effects on your body could be. But do you believe um, that there are some fears that athletes have about playing that the media doesn't really shine a lot of light on other than those ones? Yeah, um, and we've mentioned this in other episodes before, mental health and body image. Um, mental mm-hmm. health, I mean, you see athletes struggling with their mental health and body image especially after they play this sport because sometimes they're like okay after I guess they're done playing their sport they're not sure what they should do with their life or um I mean you don't you're not working out as much as you were while you're playing that sport so it's like okay should you eat this should you eat that how often should you work out and it's like the media doesn't shine light on that for I guess athletes when they're done to be um, educated about that stuff and it can be confusing for them. And so I feel like that also could be a fear um, that some athletes have, like, what is the, um, like, what do I do after I finish playing my sport? Oh yeah. Like definitely like that, like that mental health thing, it gets real. And a lot of athletes do, you know, fear that and they talk about it a lot and it often gets overlooked. Like currently, you know, we have Naomi, Osaka, you know, tennis star, and she don't want to talk to the media because she's, you know, dealing with, you know, her depression and nobody is, you know, talking about this as much as she's even not playing because of her depressive stage and they're not taking this as serious, uh, you know, and that was the same thing, you know, in one of our episodes when we talked about Kyrie and we talked about the mental health and other players, like it gets overlooked because it's like, oh, like I said, you get to a certain point where it turns into a business. So it's like, oh, forget everything that you're dealing with outside of what you need to do. Just go play your sport. And that's mm-hmm. how athletes get treated when they get to a certain level. Because at that point, this is your job, right? If you don't play, if you don't show up to a certain thing, you get in basketball, you get fined, you know, you get suspended, you lose. And this is your career now. So it's like certain things that if it was, if you're playing basketball when you're 10 years old and you're feeling you know down, you're feeling sick you can tell your mom or dad you want to stay home and nobody is going to ridicule you about why you're not playing right but when you get to that level that becomes a fear that people don't like to talk about because then they look kind of you know inferior or you know weak to other athletes right when they start talking about mental health or when they start talking about other things that is bothering them as far from the sport itself. hundred percent. Um, and my last question for you guys, um, especially seeing as though that everyone on the call has, you know, played a sport at some level, whether it made it all the way to the collegiate level or, you know, just stopped off at high school, but what do you believe are um, some long-term effects of playing these sports? And do you as an act, ex-athlete suffer from any of um, those effects to your body or anything? Have you seen any effects within yourself? And that just just mean physical, it could be mental health wise. Cause like I said, like 
knowing the person that I know, seeing how they had so much like life and loving themselves and the closer and closer I see them getting to where they, you know, want to be, it seems like, like a depressive state. So do you as an ex-athlete feel that? And do you believe that it, that that goes for a lot of other athletes as well? I would say for me, some, I guess, long-term effects that I have dealt with was one injury um, when I tore my rotator cuff during the season. I didn't even know, like I tore it, it was hurting. I mean, I didn't, I mean, we, I didn't take as much care of it as I should have until maybe probably a year after it was still hurting, got it looked at. And then they told me I tore it, but it was something that, I mean, I was just like, okay, going with the flow with it still bothered me, but I was just like, whatever about it. And it's definitely something that's going to affect me long-term one because I probably didn't get it looked at early enough and then two I mean to this day it still kind of bothers me and so and then another thing would probably be um I don't know what to call it but it's kind of like right when I finished playing it was the um working out and like the eating because I was so used to working out every single day and then it's like okay am I supposed to work out every day all the time? Or I'd feel bad if I wasn't working out. And it's like, I knew I couldn't eat as much as I was when I was playing volleyball because, um, I mean, I wasn't playing at that high level anymore. So I definitely think like, that's something that, I mean, athletes can struggle with after they play their sport. Cause I know I did. Um, and so that's stuff that could stick with people long-term. And like I was saying, the mental health and like the body image, it's just something that, um, athletes might deal with after they're done playing the sport that they played. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, Kennedy pretty much touched on, you know, everything I was going to say as far as the physical and mental, but for me, as far as a long-term thing, not me personally, but something that I often see is the psychological long-term effect that it has on like, especially young men and young black men, right? Like when it comes to, you know, playing a certain sport, the major sports, the basketball, the football, they go their whole life playing this sport and they feel as though it's the only way, like you talk about your, like your friend says that that's his way to make it out, right? They feel that that's their only way to make it out. So when that goes left or they end up getting hurt or they cannot, you know, produce how they're supposed to produce or get to the next level, they don't know what to do. And that is a long-term, you know, effect because I know a lot of black men who play sports their whole life and now they're doing a bunch of other things that they're not passionate about, you know, no shade, but I'll see, you know, them, they'll just go to construction or they'll go do a bunch of other stuff because they feel as though that's what they can do now. But even us here on this call, like we're trying to go into careers in sports, right? And being young black individuals is so many, you know, like that field is small, right? It's small for black women, it's small for black men, you know, like 10%, you know, of black people is, is in the actual administrative side of sports, the business side of sports, and not just in, especially in sports, whereas more of us are playing basketball and football. You talk about 70% black men, only 10% is on the outside. It's because of after you're done playing, the psychological thing, you don't think there's nothing else to do in the sport but play. So you don't think about another career in it. So you go do something else because all you knew was playing and all you knew was I need to make it to this level. And when I don't get to this level, it's it's all over. 
but sports is, is never all. There's a bunch of other things you can do in sport, but that psychological effect has, you know, a lot of black men thinking that if they don't make it to the NFL, being around football is done or being around football is over or so on and so forth. Yeah, I 100% agree with you guys. You both touched on exactly what I was going to say. And to all of the athletes listening or anybody else out there, just, you know, take care of your mental health and make sure that if you ever, you know, feel like things are getting too far and that you need another option, look, there are resources out there. Um, And thanks for listening to the episode, you guys. Thanks again for tuning in with us, guys. And don't forget to follow us on social media at The Real Amir J. Follow me, Kennedy Smith. That's K-E-N-N-E-D-I-I-S-M-I-T-H-H. You can follow me at two underscores Paul J. And also be sure to follow our podcast page at We Are Unlimited Two Underscores. Thank you.